If you know anything about tuberculosis, it's that it does some pretty awful things to your lungs. But did you know there's also a bone-eating kind? A new Duke University study published in the journal Cell has solved a 15-year-old medical mystery surrounding a bone-eating tuberculosis outbreak in North Carolina. Now, bone-eating TB typically only makes up about 1 in 50 cases in the U.S., but it represented half of the North Carolina cases. Scientists found that people in the outbreak were actually infected with an ancestral form of the bacteria, the kind that's likely responsible for the gnawed bones that have been found on the 9,000-year-old skeletons of Egyptian mummies. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. The federal COVID-19 public health emergency is expected to continue past mid-January after Department of Health and Human Services officials failed on Friday to notify states of the declaration's end. While the move gives states more time to prepare to reassess Medicaid eligibility for millions of people when the public health emergency ends, Republican lawmakers slammed the move and accused the Biden administration of, quote, constantly moving the goalposts. Several tobacco manufacturers have filed a lawsuit arguing that California's new voter-approved ban on the sale of flavored tobacco products in stores and vending machines is unconstitutional. In the suit, the companies argue the ban violates the Interstate Commerce Clause by blocking the sale of products made outside of California. The court said on Friday that it would rule on the manufacturer's request for an injunction before the ban takes effect, which is set for December 22nd at the latest. And the National Defense Authorization Act is expected to pass in the lame duck session. Grace Scullion has been reporting on the Republican senators campaigning to reverse the military's COVID-19 vaccination mandate. Grace, how long has that requirement been in place and what's the argument for ending the vaccine mandate? Yeah, so in about August of 2021, the military announced this new mandate that all military service members would have to get vaccinated. And they gave service members a few months, but then starting around, they said like by September 2021, you had to be vaccinated. But then um, starting in the beginning of 2022, they did start separating members of the military who had failed to comply. At this point, about 8,000 service members have been separated due to their failure to comply with this mandate. But a lot of Republican senators and um, House representatives are arguing to end the mandate. A lot of Republicans who have been against mandating it the whole time have said that now that Biden has said the pandemic is over, uh, they feel especially emboldened to re-argue to end it. There's also an argument that because the military had such a tough time recruiting new members this year, then it's an added incentive. It's an added barrier to people joining the military and that we need to make sure that as many people are eligible to join right now as possible so that we should remove the mandate. That's really interesting. And so I understand that House and Senate Republicans are taking different approaches on how they're going about this. What are they and why are they taking different approaches? A few House members proposed amendments to the NDAA that were just flat out remove the mandate. Now, I think senators um, are recognizing that that's not going to fly. They're never going to get agreement to put that into the NDAA. So they're taking some more compromising approaches. One amendment by Senator Blackburn specifically says, fine, we can keep the mandate unless uh, the military is failing to meet its recruitment goals, 
which it is doing right now. So um, if that amendment does get included in the NDAA, the mandate would functionally be lifted. Now, you mentioned some of the challenges with recruitment. Can we say the COVID-19 vaccine mandate is the main challenge or are there other issues that they're facing right now with recruitment? It was a really tough year this past year for recruitment and the military faced some of its lowest numbers of recruitment, lowest numbers of the delayed enrollment program, which is a program that a lot of high school students, they sign up for and they agree when they graduate high school, they'll join. They're seeing the lowest number of that since in the post 9-11 era. And some people are saying, sure, maybe it's the vaccine, but there's a lot of other factors going into this recruitment struggle, one of which is that the military wasn't able to do a lot of its in-person recruitment tactics, especially at schools during the pandemic. Another is that after COVID, there was a big decrease in test scores. So the Army in particular has a test that is a lot of math, reading, science skills that all recruits have to pass. And fewer potential recruits are passing it than in recent years. I think there was a 9% decrease in test scores across the board. And then also negative perceptions of the military. One survey of potential recruits found that over half of them feared psychological damage if they joined the military. And then also military recruiters are concerned about obesity because there are weight limits and fitness targets that recruits have to meet in order to enlist. And with rising obesity and rising health problems after the pandemic, fewer people are able to meet those eligibility requirements. Fascinating. So this really is part of, you know, broader conversation happening right now around these recruitment challenges the military has been having. I wanted to ask, do you have a sense of where the votes are on this and how likely it is this mandate gets lifted? Yeah, it's hard to say right now. Even Senator Blackburn's quote unquote, like compromising approach was too controversial to be put into the slate of amendments that um, the Senate will vote on the more, the less controversial amendments. But there are quite a few senators, including Senator Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, among others, who are pretty vocally in support of ending the mandate. Um, But we'll just have to wait and see. Thank you so much for taking some time to walk me through this, Grace. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Megan. The UN today recognizes a huge milestone, that the Earth's population now totals 8 billion people. Carmen Pond is here to break it all down. So we're at a turning point in the world population. For the last 250 years, we've grown as an exponential rate from about 1 billion in 1800s to 8 billion today. And this trend is going to continue until the end of the century. And then the actual number of people on Earth is going to start declining after reaching about 10.4 billion. It has a lot of implications because much of the remaining sort of like growth in the population this century is driven by people living longer. Towards the middle of the century, the number of people dying will almost equal the number of kids being born. And many societies, especially in the richer countries, will have to deal with having more people of retirement age than more people of working age and younger people that would 
come after. And that has a lot of implication about the for social security and the debate is ever present in the U.S. for healthcare, for elderly care. How do you take care of people living well into their 80s and their 90s? How do you keep them healthy? How do you make sure there's a social safety net still available for them if they cannot work anymore? Do you increase retirement age? So all these issues are things that policymakers have already had to grapple with, but it will become more so the case over the next few decades. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Annie Reese is our producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. Jenny Amund is the executive producer of audio at Politico. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting, Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.